Oh well, wasn't much of a wisdom of one anyway. Nowhere to hide and nowhere to run. You got a charisma of 20, but a wisdom of one. Fade in from death number three. As the Grim Reaper turns his back on you yet again. <laughs> For too annoying to die. <laughs> That's right. You again? It's been like two it's hours. Been, have you heard of a helmet? I just went out for coffee and you're dead again. Yeah. <laughs> so as you come to, you find yourselves in a dusty, windowless, and cluttered workshop. Every available surface is covered with small pieces of metal and intricate looking tools. The floor is covered in thick black soot that hints of years and years with no cleaning. The only clear and clean item in the room is a massive anvil, which is centered in the room. And the forge in the corner is dark and cold. Ta-da! You guys are back to full health. You have bandages. Someone has taken care of you. And And I'm level two, motherfucker! They've pumped you with another level of experience. (sighs) Apparently coming this close to death over and over again really opens your horizons and gives you a lot of life experience. Yeah! Yeah, we're sort of like a callus of people. (laughs) My soul ejection seat has been well used. (laughs) What do you guys want to do? Are we bound at all, or are we just sort of sitting there? Nope, you're lying on your cloaks. Uh, Looks like somebody took some scrap cloth and put them under your head to try to make you a little more comfortable. You're definitely not bound and gagged, which is a really refreshing experience for you guys. I know, it's weird. I'm confused. You're not upside down. No one's hitting you. You're not tied up. It's crazy. So it is... Oh my God, where's my knife? Where's my knife? Is it just the two of us? Where's my knife? It is just the two of you. And uh, Dagan, you notice your knife is there on your boots. They've been put next to you and the dagger is just sitting there on the toe of the boot. Sweet! I pick it up and I start cleaning my nails, staring down at Skankrod. I want to search the room for something to steal. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll uh, search for steel. <laughs> There's plenty of steel. It's a blacksmith shop. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I did a 23. I investigated the crap out of this room. Whoa! There are a number of instruments in here that radiate a magic glow. Ah. <sighs> A lot of them appear to be looking glass type devices. There's one in particular that gets your attention. It's small. It has three tubes, one with a purple lens at the end, one with a red lens, and one with a yellow lens. It's just passive magic. None of it seems like it's going to be some laser bolt or something like that, but uh, it is definitely magical. It's going to passive its way into my pocket. Dagan looks around the room for other occupants. There's nobody else in the room, but there's... There is a door on the far wall. It's a relatively small workshop, and it's made to feel even smaller because it's so incredibly cluttered. But you see a light coming out from under the door, and you can hear faint voices through the door. You don't understand, honey. Uh, Let me try it again. (laughs) You don't understand, Runny Bunny. They were going to blow up the Keyway Bridge. It doesn't matter if they have a point about the people on the top side. They would have killed hundreds of innocent people. (laughs) No, but you are involved. Most of your friends would have been buried if those lunatics got their way. (laughs) So, (laughs) I just want to hear the thing again. So it definitely sounds like Kaylee on the other side of the door, but uh, somebody else that you have not met. Oh, right. I forgot we had a servant. Dagan opens the door and says, uh, Skankra, he's trying to steal your shit. (laughs) (laughs) What? You look in and there's Kaylee uh, looking fresh and wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. And uh, sitting at the table with Kaylee is a dwarf who has no hair at all, no beard, no mustache, no hair on the head, which is very rare for a dwarf. In fact... A dwarf who doesn't have a beard is considered a, a pathetic, weak creature and has no dignity. I feel the same way about humans. Um, we all have beards. And he's wearing a purple robe, and he's got a real hangdog look. The whole world is waiting down on his shoulders. Kaylee turns to you. Oh, hi, guys. This is my old friend, Runny Bunny. He's a friend from way back. He's a great warrior and a holy man. The guy sits and goes, Ugh. 
oh, and now he's one of the greatest weaponsmiths in the under. It's amazing what this guy can do. Oh, you're almost as ugly as I am. <laughs> well, uh, since you're such a good weaponsmith, check out this knife handle. And also, can you tell me about this knife? He sets it on the table. Yeah, I was looking at it while you were sleeping. Wow, you really do have a way with the ladies. <laughs> He takes a sip from his uh, mead and says, Yeah, that's a pretty interesting knife. I've seen some being made by my master, and I've only just started learning how to do that. I'm not that good, and it probably won't go anywhere anyway. (laughs) Just so you know, that's a plus two dagger, so it does normal dagger damage plus two, and will work against undead, and it has an extra feature that I think Kaylee said that you had mentioned. If you push a slow but constant pressure behind the blade, it will cut through literally anything. Holy shit. It'll do so at a very slow speed. Besides, what's the point anyway? Oh, it's so nice to meet you, Mitch McConnell. (laughs) Kaylee was telling me that there were some dwarves that tried to blow something up. Did you guys see that? Were they really dwarves? And What did they look like? Well, before I mercilessly wiped all of them off the face of the planet with my immense skills as a fighter and magic user, yes, they were all dwarves. Uh, Haley, if these guys are as good as they say, what do you need me for? Uh, well, uh, actually, I should correct the record here. <clears throat> I, uh, well, there were three dwarves, or at least four dwarves, maybe even 25 dwarves. How many dwarves were there? Five? Math is hard. I, I think there were four. There were four dwarves. And, uh, yeah, I don't really have much to add. <laughs> <laughs> if you have four dwarves and one gets away, how many dwarves do you have left? Forty? A rambling statement that begins like this, then Peter's off for no reason. Uh, Kaylee says, Runny Bunny, please, you know everybody down here, and you might have an idea of where we're supposed to go next. Besides, you know Thungren, and Thungren has disappeared down there. Surely you've heard about a human wandering around asking questions. (laughs) Thungren. Thungren doesn't just wander away, and I'm going to say Thungren a couple more times. That'll be super. So, come on, you gotta help. Let's all say Thungren. Yes, one, two, three, Thungren. Thungren. So the dwarves that you saw, what did they look like? What kind of clothes were they wearing? Well, they were short, and um, they had gravelly voices, kind of like mine a little bit. And um, Were they Muppets? Uh, beards. Of course they had beards. They all have beards. Everyone's got to have a beard. Bunch of conformist jerkheads. We tried for pizza. I mean, I've just got a braided mustache as you see, but then again, I'm not exactly a dwarf. So, do you want to roll remember so I can I can just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to roll remember. Can we roll previously on Wisdom of One? <laughs> Honestly, to be fair, I'd never describe them. I was too busy killing them. Exactly. It's hard to really appreciate how somebody looks when they're shooting crossbow bolts at you and everything. So all of them were wearing black cloaks, which is not really that common because no one wants to walk around looking like a villain, even if they are one. Speak for yourself. Yeah, well, I suppose that's true. They had a symbol on their belt that was a white eye embroidered on their belt. It had a creepy look to it. I'm so good at remembering. Apparently, I remember all the things that just were said, and those are the things that I remember. (laughs) Oh, man. Are you sure it was black? Well, it was very, very black, or it might have been like really, really dark blue or purple, (laughs) but it was looking very dark. Probably black. (laughs) You can definitely cut all that shit out. I don't know. There's there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. On fire. I think we should do an entire episode of the extraneous rambling uh, exposition that amounts to nothing. And no. We don't want to get involved with these people. They're stupid and they're tedious and they're all the way across town. Uh, But I might know a guy. 
His name's Krona. He sells Karad Wuglum. What does he sell? I it's a Cronut. It's sort of a halfway between a, a donut. A donut and a croissant. Yeah. Karad Wuglum. That's ethnic food, which is known as fire water, which he brews himself in a still in the backyard. Oh, nice. No wonder you're so sad all the time. It's not great, but... It's better than feeling. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a woman that's really quite helpful, I feel. Her name's Mrs. Madoc. She's really good at punching people, and she's really good at talking about feelings. You should definitely talk to Mrs. Madoc. You want to know what else is better than feelings? Recording podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can't go to the surface. The sun is out there can't touch the sun you know how it is it burns like a vermonter <laughs> yeah okay guys well that sounds like a great place to start how you guys feeling feel any better see what happened was after you guys both um died i was fighting the one remaining dwarf who was really hanging on there he was doing a great job <laughs> he kind of just retreated and i had a dagger sticking in my chest so i kind of let him retreat and he ran off you know i was gonna chase him and kill him but i was like yes it's a it's a tuesday i don't want to kill anybody anymore and so i just dragged you guys here and runny bunny cast the magic and they healed all you guys and me too i guess isn't that great? Um, yeah, that is great. Also, thanks for picking up my knife. I really appreciate that. <clears throat> I'm an adventurer, but I do have morals, and so I, I don't like stealing, actually stealing. I just like taking stuff. It's a weird distinction. I couldn't agree more. Stealing is just wrong. Taking stuff, on the other hand... <clears throat> yeah, it sounds like justification is one of your bigger skills. Pretty impressive. I'm a plus five. Let's go talk to a horrible racist and get killed, shall we? I'd rather we do that. Oh my god, so much better than Scott's politeness. (laughs) (laughs) By the way... Skankraw, that's your name? Yes. Go ahead and keep the spanner. I don't need it anyway. Ha ha ha! The universe asked me to take it. <laughs> so Skankraw, roll perception. Uh, nine. Okay. Uh, Dagan, roll perception. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. 20, not natural. Cool. Skankrai, you notice that you're in a room. There's alcohol in containers on the table that you could probably drink if you wanted to. There's actually food you haven't eaten in a couple days. Death makes you hungry and all that. So as you're eyeing the food, Dagon, you notice that hanging from the belt of Runnus is a hammer and right before Runnus said that thing about keeping the spanner, there was this faint bluish glow, and you heard it vibrate up against his leg, like oh, give me. Right before he said what? So right before he told Skankra to keep the spanner that he had stolen. Aha! Uh-huh. Taken, taken. Just a detail. Do you guys need to do anything before we head out? We're gonna have to walk to the cart station. It might be a little dangerous. Not that I care. I mean, hopefully someone pushes me into the river. <laughs> I feel like that could be arranged. But first, perhaps we should eat and drink. Pretty hungry. Go ahead. I wasn't going to eat it anyway. Great. Can we have a really long eating scene like in the Hobbit movie that goes on for like 45 minutes and then we sing a stupid song nobody wanted? Yes, roll for eating and see if you get a one and choke. <laughs> I got a three. <laughs> so you're cramming it up your nose and uh, yeah. No, it's basic food. It's okay. The drink is very strong. You smell kind of gives you that warning. So if you choose to drink it, we might need a saving throw sort of situation. Otherwise, nice. drink water. Oh, Dagan obviously pounds that <laughs> shit. I'd be careful if I were you. That's more of the Karad Wuglum. But if you do, go ahead and roll a fortitude save. A constitution saving throw? Uh, Yeah, that's what I meant, yes. Yeah, that one. I'm stuck in 20 years ago. I just rolled two 18s in a row, so that'd be uh, 20 not natural. You're fine, you're upright, uh, but boy, that has a kick, and you're you're a little buzzing. I'm a little buzzing, and I'm a little extra sensitive to anger-inducing things, I feel like. Do you mind if I take some of this? Oh, go for it. I don't care. I probably won't live long enough to use it anyway. Nice. You're probably right. Do you have anything else that you might not need? Because there's no point. <laughs> Kaylee shoots you a, a warning glance of don't continue to steal stuff from my friend or I'll stab you with my plus two knives here. And I'll help. That's a very specific glance. Yeah, she's rather expressive, actually, when she puts her mind to it. Uh, Dagan, temporarily, let's give you a minus one dexterity and a plus two charisma. (laughs) All right, temporarily? 
temporarily because you're drunk, you're a little clumsier, but you sure are funny. Just the right amount of drunk. And everyone you meet is going to think you're hilarious, even if they don't let on. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay, so you've drunk, you have eaten, you have rested, your hit points are back, all of your equipment has been returned to you, even the stuff you threw away in when you're fighting the dwarves. My huge bag of gold, right? You have two gold pieces, and that's it. <laughs> I don't know, I'm pretty sure I had a huge bag of diamonds. How do, how do I roll to BS the DM? <laughs> uh, considering the DM listens back to the recordings over and over and over again for two solid weeks, I think you have to roll pretty high. So you walk out at the front door, Door, locks the door behind him and closes the shutters, pulls his purple cloak around his shoulders and walks out the front. Kaylee tags in behind and you walk out into the dark dwarven streets. There are oil lamps every hundred feet or so, but there's a lot of dark spaces. This is clearly not a good part of town. There's piles of trash. You can hear rodents scattering about. You hear the groan of an incredibly drunken dwarf in the background. A little bit of violence in the distance. You kind of recognize the same symptoms of a poor, rough town, except for there's no sun because you are in essentially a cave. Come this way. It's right around time for the carts to move. And... And he takes off at a brisk pace that belies his tone of voice, and Kaylee follows in behind him. Digging with his improved walking speed of 35 feet goes faster than Skankra. <laughs> Skankra, you're being left behind all by yourself in the dark. All right, well, I'm going to mosey <laughs> along, but I want to investigate my my Zoptadu or whatever the fuck that thing was called. Oh, the spanner? Spanner, yeah, there it is. What's the deal with my spanner? Oh, I rolled a four, so it's a spanner. Yes. You have determined that when you hold it in your mouth, uh-huh. nothing particularly important or interesting happens other than it clanks against your teeth as you're walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say nothing happens to you on the way to the cart station. So the cart station is very crowded. You see a bunch of dwarves, all of them in dirty work clothes. There's a very occasional human Definitely no half-orcs, and everyone's giving Dagon the hairy eyeball because orcs and dwarves don't tend to like each other very much. And here's Dagon, who's half of both. (laughs) What are you looking at? (laughs) They're called a dwark. (laughs) The dust of life. One musical theater fan is going to really like that, and no one else is going to (laughs) understand. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I still don't know musical theater. Conceived in hell, but born in strife. (laughs) They are the living reminder of all the good we failed to do. Sorry. Uh, can I do like a no damage smack <laughs> to Skankra? <laughs> yeah, you can use the flat of your hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely do that. Call <laughs> the dork. Smack. Does he choke on the spanner that's in his mouth? <laughs> Alright, I investigate whether the spanner shoots anything like a death ray. Chip the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> So Dagan, he's pointing this metallic object at you and going pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Skankra, go ahead and roll uh, uh, Arcana or Investigator or whatever. Uh-oh. It's gone. <laughs> All right, this, this time I'm going to try putting it in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a two. But that did remind me I need to open up the Book of Random. <laughs> Yay, the Book of Random. It feels like... If you just took this thing and jammed it into your body somehow, one way or another, <laughs> you feel like you'd really be able to get some use out of this. It would really give you strength or something. One orifice or another. Well, I hope I start rolling better because <laughs> I'm running out. Yeah, running out of spot to put it, yeah. <laughs> the carts are mining carts that you see in every movie. They come rolling up and people pile into the carts. Runnis does a... We should take this line. And steps into the cart. Me too. I'm participating. Digging jumps into the front and like starts waving his arms about going, Wee! Wee! <laughs> <laughs> it lurches forward. A uh, very rough kind of ride. You spend about five, ten minutes traveling through tunnels, twists and turns. No fun loop-de-loops oh. or miniatures singing about every world is sacred. Or <laughs> Wait, wait. I think you just mixed up. It's a small world after all with every sperm is sacred. It's exactly what I did. Yes. <laughs> Every world is sacred. Every world is good. You should never waste it. It's a musical. Hooray. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> so it comes to a screeching, loud, metallic halt, and uh, Runnis and Kaylee hop out. If anything, it's an it's even worse part of town than you had left. There's a lot of buildings that are pure rubble. You come up to this broken hovel, and you see that there's a dwarf sitting on a rocker on the front step. Over the door is hanging an axe, and then there's also a gray eye painted above the door, and then written in dwarfish, De Hoy Vil Mistnan Engratil. Uh, Dagan, can you read? <laughs> yeah, I have an average intelligence. <laughs> okay, but Scott, can you read? Well, I don't really do vowels, so... <laughs> so, Dagan, you recognize that as the high shall sink again. Oh, the high shall sink again? The high shall sink again. Again. And Runa says, This is my not friend. His name's Krona. Krona, these are my not friends, Skankra and Dagon, and my old friend Kaylee, if I still had any friends. <laughs> Krona is a very dirty dwarf, very thick, tangled beard, lots of dirt and bugs and the one tooth sticking up out of his mouth. He's wearing very dirty and beaten armor. He's sharpening an axe and rocking back and forth on his rocker. He glares at Skankra and glares at Dagon and glares at Kaylee. What are you looking at? So you're like an Alabama dwarf. <laughs> Take that listener in Alabama. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we lost him. That was the one. <laughs> He growls at uh, Runnus in Dwarven. Of course, Dagon, you understand that he's saying, Tell them topsiders to get off of my claim. I won't say nothing until them dirt bloods are gone. <laughs> I feel like you could talk to him. Your hygiene is similar. <clears throat> you have so much in common. Only half my blood is dirt. I say in Dwarvish back to him. The miscegenation of the Dwarven blood must be eliminated. <laughs> Get gone, dirt creature. So Runnus comes back to you guys. Listen, guys, let me talk to this guy. He's not as bad as he... No, he's exactly as bad as he seems, but he might know something. So could you take Kaylee and just go down the alleyway a little bit? I'll tell you everything that goes on if you want. Fine, man, piece of shit. What's the point of killing him anyway? Life is pain and misery, and the more he has of it, the more he'll suffer. All right. Well, when we walk away, I would like to figure out how to make some Molotov cocktails out of this alcohol that I took. Okay. Do I have any, like, containers? Go ahead and look around in the trash, see if you can find some bottles or useful containers. Yep. Yeah. Also try to stick that in my ear. <laughs> so uh, Skankrow's wandering around in a circle, patting his pockets, wandering around in a circle, patting his pockets some more, and saying, I, can, I just, <laughs> I can't find any bottles. There are no bottles around. Dagon, you can still faintly make out the words that are going on. Kaylee says, I never learned how to speak dwarf. Isn't that silly? And here I am in a dwarven city. Shush, shush, I'm listening. Shush. This reminds me of one time when I was in the woods he's with, listening. with Runny Bunny, and he... he yeah, no, he's shush, really shush, listening. Shush. I need to hear what they're saying. No, he's trying to hear. Everybody be quiet. He's, the dwarf is trying to hear. Uh, All right, so everybody to stop talking. The dwarf is trying to hear. Uh, I want to gut punch Skankro. <laughs> uh, so, melee attack? <laughs> For real? Okay. Oh, yeah. For real. <laughs> okay. Yeah, melee attack. Okay, I definitely hit because that's a 22. <laughs> okay, totally hits. And then oh, five points of damage oh. in the gut. Pow! Skankra, you have been hit in the gut for five points of damage. Okay. Guys! Now everybody be quiet. Guys, stop hitting each other. It makes me sad. <laughs> and then I try to listen really hard to what they're saying. I cast alarm. <laughs> oh, my God. The minute he moves, the alarm is him. If you're facing death by dragon breath, it's a gamble for your life. You'll need a saving throw, saving throw, saving throw. You're listening to Wisdom of One. Do you like skin? Personally, I love it, and I use it every day. Wisdom of One would like to endorse our newest sponsor, Skin, for use at home, or at work, or just during private time. I've been using Skin for over a month now, and I have to tell you, I can't imagine going back the way it was before using Skin, and my wife can't either. She loves me with Skin. 
but we recognize that you have a lot of options to choose from. So the next time you're looking for some sort of covering, think of skin. It's what keeps your organs in. <laughs> you're listening to One Wisdom. Okay, uh, so be thinking about what that alarm sound will be, uh, but for now he's holding still and listening intently. You faintly hear uh, Runa say, I have to ask you about the eye. I've seen it before and I've just honestly never cared before or even now, but you're part of Edathron, right? Well, I might be party to a secret mystical order of... Of yes, of dwarves who have had enough of the Umari love from scum, which you know is a human lover. They've decided to do something about it, but we wouldn't do nothing like what you was talking about. Blowing stuff up on the surface? Uh, we wouldn't do that. Does Dagon believe him based on what I'm hearing? Go ahead and uh, roll perception. <laughs> 13. I just realized something. What? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter yet, but it's going to matter later. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, you get the sense that he's telling the truth about not actually doing anything. He has the look of a sitter and drinker, not a doer. <laughs> Runa says something you don't quite catch all of it, but Krona says, Yeah, I heard of a big Umuri with one eye. He was asking questions all around town, asking about Edathrond. Not like anyone around here would have told him anything. <laughs> but he was around. I don't know what happened to him, but he was asking. Runnis says something else you can't quite make it. He has his back to you, so you can't hear him quite as much. Whoa, where do we meet? You don't seem like a believer, Runnis. You don't even have a beard for Ula's sake. But I guess you are a drunken mess, and you're a pureblood, thank God. Uh, all right, well, we meet every night at noon in Freyd Uthmos. But if you go there, go alone and be careful. There's lots of nasty critters. It doesn't pay to be seen by any respectable dwarves either. So Runnis turns around and comes back to you. And he says, uh, Yeah, there's a place where these guys will meet up. So we could go check it out if you want. Or, or we could just give up and go home and drink something. No, I think we should send the dwarf to sneak up on them. What? That doesn't make any sense at all. I obviously don't look like a dwarf. Where they meet is a place that's pretty far away. It's called Freyd Uthmos, and it's known as the Backshaft, and it's one of the farthest outskirts of the top city. It's the fanciest gay bar in the town? Yes, yes. I, the the, the Backshaft. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> it's really far away, and there's all kinds of creatures that the guard don't make it out that far, so all kinds of illicit stuff happens back there. So mm. probably shouldn't go by himself. Uh, Skankra, are you wounded? Ah, uh, don't worry about it. We're working something out. <sighs> Stop being an idiot. Yeah, why don't you move or something? See what happens. <laughs> Dagon immediately runs up to Skankra and like grabs him by the scruff of his neck. Okay, so he moved. So what happens? The dulcet tones of Ricky Martin's Live in La Vida Loca come blaring out of him. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. Um, so, <laughs> hypothetically, what happens when the spellcaster who's casting this is dead? You're living the vida loca. <laughs> inside, inside out. Living the vida loca. Make it stop. Make it stop. So Krona starts screaming, Get them dirty bloods off my property! Upside, inside, out. Live in the Vida Loca. <laughs> I'm dancing. Skankra's definitely dancing along. Guys, stop fooling around. This is serious stuff. You're absolutely right. Let's get to work. I don't know why he's making so much noise. Turn it off, you <laughs> fucking piece of shit magic user. Look, we all like Ricky Martin. Clearly, you're our very passionate fan. Who the hell is Ricky Martin? But now is not the time. His life is very crazy, I guess? Something? He's living some sort of a Vida in a loca fashion. So I think Krona is going to have the most interesting front yard for the next eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> He's sharpening his axe with more and more aggression, but it's all synchronized to the infectious beat. Super catchy. <laughs> this is an excellent so. podcast. <laughs> I 
guess we should go back to the forge. I have to grab a couple things if we're gonna do this for real. Okay. Runny Bunny, I'm so glad to see that you're getting into the spirit of stuff. So uh, you take a quick cart ride back and Runnis starts digging through a dusty box in the back of his workshop and pulls out a set of really high quality but dusty full plates and starts strapping them on. Digging just was the, uh, what's his deal? Why is he so sad? To uh, Kendra, Carl, Kaylee. Kaylee. Nobody cares about his feelings. He's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not really sure, really, but he had incredible faith in his God and did amazing things and was a real beacon of light and hope to many people, but something really bad happened and he lost his faith. Ever since then, he's been the moopy puss that you see there. Mm. No matter how many times I call him Runny Bunny, he doesn't even smile. <laughs> he comes out wearing full plate and skankrog. Roll... Roll C stuff. Roll a four? I can do that. (laughs) Yes, put it in your mouth. No, I rolled a five. Plus investigation is a ten, I guess. So looking at Runnis here, you feel uneasy. And it's something in the back of your mind, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Does Dagan notice a thing? No, Dagan, he's got a bitchin' set of armor. It looks pretty awesome, and now that his cloak is pulled back, you see that he has a maul that is glowing this really faint blue glow, and it looks badass. Awesome. Ooh, I want to steal it. You can't even use weapons. I can. I totally can. I just choose not to because magic's funnier. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's got a shield that has this sun on it. It's got like a sun face and it's really happy, positive, glowing sun face. And he straps the shield on his back, gets a couple more things into his utility belt and then says, Ready to go unless you guys want to change your mind to do something more sensible. Sensibles for wusses. Come on, let's go. Okay, so you're walking back to the cart station. Both of you roll perception. Yeah, that makes me nervous when the DM starts rolling dice and you don't know why. That's never a good thing. (laughs) I rolled another four. Ooh, ooh. Well, apparently I'm going to just continue to be awesomer than Keith by a mile. (laughs) Natural 20. Whoa. Natural 20. Oh, and that reminds me, Scott, in listening to episode three, it was obvious that I was being distracted by a certain player sending me text messages telling me that he was pickpocketing you. Yeah. (laughs) And during that time, you rolled like two or three natural 20s, and I totally gypped you out of anything good. (laughs) So go ahead and log that you have two inspiration points that you can use whenever you want because you were totally gypped out of that stuff. Okay. And I feel like because I was able to pull that off, I should get at least three. What did you pull off? Getting punched in the face and dead immediately. No, I pulled off him not getting anything for getting 20s. (laughs) That's right. You did distract me enough. (laughs) Okay. Everyone else is completely unaware, but Dagan, you see some movement far off to your left, deep within an alleyway that is lined with trash but you catch the image of a broken hammer on the back of a leather jacket right as it ducks behind the building at the end of the hallway. Okay, so I go to Kaylee like, oh, what is the the broken hammer? Uh, Broken hammer douchebag over there. What? He's spying on us. Let's go. Oh. And then I charge after it full speed. Like I'm gonna like dive into a pile of trash and just start swinging fists around. Okay, so you just full on frontal attack. Okay, so let's roll initiative. So that we can get a little organized. Time to roll initiative. 16. I rolled a 10. Or 11. Dagan, right as you jump into the alleyway, you hear, oh shit! And the sound of footsteps running away. Kaylee takes off down a different alleyway that looks like it might head in roughly the same direction. Dagan, your turn, so you're sprinting down the alleyway and just trying to catch up to him? Yeah, and I'm faster than him. Ha <laughs> ha! Excellent. So when my, my double movement's the 70, so... So yeah, you blaze down the, the alleyway, jumping over trash and sleeping bums, and you see him duck around another corner, but you're definitely catching up. But as you go past, you see five more figures leaning up against the wall that you've just passed. So if you think of the intersection like a T, you took a left at the T following the guy. The other side of the T, the other wing, have five figures tucked up against the wall. All of 
of them wearing leather jackets and carrying crossbows. Awesome. Some eleven had me a blast. So, like, I'm chasing the one guy, and then there's five that I uh, went by. That you went by in your haste, yep. Okay. They're very surprised. They didn't expect you to do that. And run us... He's not as fast as you are, especially in his plate. So he starts clanking down the alleyway. Clank, 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 clank. But he's heading in that direction. He'll be hitting the end of the T at the start of next round. Skankra, your turn. Suddenly you're all by yourself in the, in the road. Everyone just screamed and ran off down an alleyway. Hmm. So what was left in uh, that guy's house that was... <laughs> <laughs> We already went on the carts, man. No, we're just there, right? Yeah, you had returned back to the workshop, and now now you were leaving again because Rundus had to put on his fancy clothes. So you could make it back to the thing. Uh, yeah, I... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to just like a quick search of the house and then go save everyone. <laughs> okay, that'll take you at least three rounds. So you just duck back inside the house. Yeah. Oh, except that it's locked. It's locked. Uh. Do you want to try to defeat the lock? Nah. <laughs> I'm more of a thief of, op- I mean, taker of opportunity. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so the doorknob doesn't spin in your hand. Darn it. Foiled by technology. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go chase up with those fools. All right. So, wow. One of the five figures that's behind you now, Scott, drops. Kaylee snuck up behind him and slew him with her daggers. <laughs> Dagan, your turn. Is the original guy that I'm chasing in range, or what's going on? He took another sharp left turn, and you're right there, so you can continue after him and take that corner, or you can stop and face the five behind you. So that's the decision you have to make before I can tell you. Uh, Dagan just does one of those... <laughs> And then turns around and then goes back to fight the other four now, right? Okay, go ahead and roll out an attack. Awesome. So, do I see Kaylee? Yes. She just appeared out of the dark, dropped the guy, and is still standing there. She hasn't disappeared again. So I want to go, like, to the guy that she's next to so that we can flank. Okay. And then I'm just going to punch that dwarf, guy or girl, whatever it might be. With dwarves, it's hard to tell anyway. Holy balls. God damn it. Okay, so 11 is probably going to miss, right? That will miss. They're wearing armor. Sucks to be a dork. <sighs> All right. Well, so I like with the nunchuck missed, but then I used an unarmed attack as a bonus action. So I like get frustrated and try to punch him. Yes. Absolutely. 17? Yes, that'll hit. Awesome. Nice. Seven damage. Good old punch in the old face. You missed with the nunchucks, hit with the punch. Whack. Ah! So a flash of white energy comes bursting from the alleyway that Runnis was standing in and hits two of the dwarves that were standing there. One of the dwarves is completely fine and doesn't care at all. The other one takes... <laughs> takes the minimum damage of six points. Yuck. We're all gonna die again. It would have been much more impressive if he wasn't under pressure and people weren't watching. (laughs) Isn't that always the case? I don't know why I bother. Nothing ever works out. Okay, uh, Skankra, your turn. All right, it's time to just, like, finish this. It's time for some Firebolt. It's a plus five hit DC. I'm just going to roll a die and see what happens. Yep. The 18. Totally hits. Nice. All right. It does 1d10. So... Three! Take three hit points! Cacao! Are you aiming at any particular one? There's the one that Dagon hit, there's the one that Runnis hit. The one that is furthest from Dagon, so it benefits him the least by my killing him. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, way to focus fire, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm focusing on my fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so one of the uninjured dwarves gets hit with fire. Rawr! He starts patting his clothes and rolling around on the ground. All right, now it's their turn. Since I skipped them last turn, I should let them actually try. The dwarf that Kaylee was standing behind turns around and swings at her and misses with his axe. Dagon, will a 15 hit you? Mm, Only just. 
Uh, five points of damage. Oh, god damn. Okay. <laughs> We're all gonna die again. Yeah, I'm up to 17 because I rolled the minimum. 17? Jesus. Yes, Skankra, are you at 17? No. <laughs> my hit points come from my brain by being smart. <laughs> brain points. Okay, uh, hand axe comes flying at Skankra and whips well over his head. Yeah, see? Brain. <laughs> A dwarf squares up against Runnus and takes a good-looking swing, but Runnus catches it on his shield. Clang! And... Dagon, roll perception. Perception. I swear I'm not doing anything. Uh, six. Okay. Will an 18 hit you? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so nine points of damage as the broken hammer guy that you were chasing has snuck back out of the alleyway and done a surprise attack on your back. Oh, how many? Nine? 37. Nine points. He is an adventurer and got a true sneak attack. Holy fuck. Okay. Kaylee disappears into the shadows as her magical free action. Oh, and totally hits the guy with a natural 20. And the Book of Random says... So you strike with debilitating force, roll an additional set of damage dice above and beyond the normal critical roll, and the target suffers a permanent injury chosen by the DM. Oh, shit. How do I roll that against Scott? <laughs> permanent? I like the sound of that. Yeah, he's his permanent debilitation is he's dead, mm. so he just falls dead. Boom. Was that the guy that I had already punched? No, it was the uninjured dwarf that was facing off against Kaylee, not the one that Skankra hit with fire, and not the one that you hit. Okay. So... All three dwarves that remain have been injured in one form or another, and then there's the one standing directly behind Dagon with a very bloody axe. Ha! With a lot of Dagon's blood. So, Dagon, your turn. Dagon spins around after being axed a question, then decides to whip out the magic knife and uh, use that to do a little stabby stabby. Okay. So, 18 to hit with the knife? Yes, hits. Awesome. So, this should be pretty awesome. Yes! Nine damage with the knife. Ouch! It's returned a knife. And then I'm going to spend a key point, which will allow me to do flurry of blows. So I'm going to do like a elbow and a knee. Uh, so elbow first. Fuck. <laughs> I missed with the elbow. I love the peak and dip of the enthusiasm. It's really dramatic. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the underscoring on Scott's rambling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a 19 to hit. Totally hits, yep. So a knee, a knee, a knee for now, four damage. Four damage. Ugh. Okay, he's wavering on his feet. Doesn't look good at all, but he is still standing. Oh, damn it. I wanted to use an inspiration, but I fucking forgot. <laughs> no. Runnus got a natural 20. Ooh. So he hits with his giant maul. He strikes the one that he had hit with his energy blast, hits him for 26 points of damage, Ooh. and then as that dwarf falls dead and crushed, spins and strikes the dwarf that Dagon had struck previously uh, and misses him. He got an extra attack out of his 20. Nice. Jeez. Okay, uh, so it started off good and then sort of went down a little bit. Uh, Skankra. It's time for color spray. Color spray. <laughs> Come on and get color spray. Color, color spray. spray. <laughs> I just do it, I guess? Everyone has to do a saving throw against your thing, though, right? Yeah. And I want to make sure to spray everyone, not just the bad guys. <laughs> Because who are you to judge? Because I'm not racist. Is it constitution is the saving throw? Spell section. Spell attack. Uh, 13 is my spell save DC. Oh, that's right. It's not. There's no save for it because you roll 60, 10, and that's the total number of hit points. Starting with the creature with the lowest hit points, which is probably me, <laughs> on account of the fact that I have three hit points. Nice. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Uh... 22 hit points of people starting with Scott. <laughs> okay, so Scott, you're blind. Yes. 
the dwarf who is engaged in combat with Dagon is also blind, so both of you are kind of waving blindly at each other. <laughs> Dick. The dwarf that Runnus missed has also gone blind, so you got three of them. Yeah, see? I'm very helpful. I mean, I got more of the bad guys than the good guys. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. So the blind dwarf that's in front of Dagon swings at Dagon. Dagon's blind dodging prevents him from getting hit with the axe. Awesome. So just total random swings at each other. The blind dwarf that's fighting Runnus takes a random swing as well, and Runnus just ducks out of the way. Look, I just saved both of your lives. You clearly owe your lives to me now. Uh, what did you do? I can't see! Kaylee dodges an attack from the other one, so all three dwarves miss. Miss, miss, miss. Uh, you're welcome. Kaylee misses with one dagger, hits with the other one. She's not doing a surprise attack this time. I guess she just didn't feel like being awesome this round. And wounds him slightly. Darn it, I should have done a surprise attack. It works really well when I do it, but I was just lazy that one time. You're admiring the colors. I understand. Dagon, you are blind but may act. What would you like to do? Try to stab in front of me the guy that's still alive. Okay. Or something. Roll disadvantage. Okay. Apparently not being able to see is a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Oh, oh, damn it. It's not advantage. I rolled a natural 20 and a 13, which actually is still a 20. You hit him with a lower roll. God damn. All right. I hit something anyway. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> seven damage. I stabbed somebody good with seven damage. Skankra, you are struck with seven. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the dwarf that was in front of you goes, ah, and falls to the ground. Is he dead? He sounds dead. Okay, then I'm gonna, like, do an elbow drop on his body just to make sure. Okay. So another disadvantage attack, I guess. Another disadvantage, yep. Oh, yeah, I didn't hit. That would have been an eight. You jump in the air and do a mighty professional wrestling elbow drop. People's elbow! Onto the trash can. Okay, so Runnus swings them all over his head and lands a mighty blow and drops the blind dwarf that he was fighting. Oh, that's right, he had advantage. Aha! So now there is one dwarf left standing in front of Kaylee. Skankra, what would you like to do? I think she's got him. Okay. <laughs> you have a blind Dagon viciously punching the trash can. Runnus is standing over his vanquished foe. Anything you want to do for this combat round? Oh, I want to pickpocket the corpses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and just pick one and roll pickpocketing dead guys. Well, it's probably just search because they're dead, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. Although if you want to just practice your light fingers, you could try that. No, I want to practice my getting shit. <laughs> 17. This I'm good at. <laughs> okay. So you find six silver pieces, a drinking horn that has some nice silvery writing on it. Looks like broken hammer, last forever, best gang in the world, love mom. <laughs> kind of stuff written on the drinking horn. Nice. Did you say 40,000 platinum pieces or six silver pieces? Uh, the latter, unfortunately. Ah, all right. You can't technically see what I have on my thing. <laughs> that's right. That's true. But that's all right. We trust you. <laughs> As well you should. Well, you can use that money for your gambling addiction. Ha 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 sad. Yeah, it's tough having a gambling addiction. You're running around living the vida loca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Far off on the other side of the city, you hear a song kicking again, and you're, God damn it, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so, the one remaining dwarf takes a swing at Kaylee. Uh, looks like he hits her. Ooh. Does a mighty strong, healthy-looking blow. <laughs> she stumbles back a little bit. Back to the top. Kaylee retaliates. Hits him once. Misses the second attack, but does enough damage where he drops dead. So. Combat over. Hooray! Wait, 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 wait. You have won a combat. What? What? You're victorious. Hooray! But am I still alive? <laughs> That hasn't happened yet. That's so weird. Um, you keep waiting for the darkness to go over your eyes, and yet it hasn't happened. I, like, suspiciously look around. Runa says, David, come over here. You've got something on your back. Oh, yeah. Ow, oh, it hurts. There's a sign on your back. It says... Hit me with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> so he puts his hand on your back and casts 
second level cure wounds. That's uh, 14 points that he heals you. Oh, right back up to the top again. While he does that, he pulls the axe out of your back and throws it to the ground. And then as that happens, go ahead and uh, roll a saving throw. See if you can beat a 13. Nailed it. 19. It must have been the pain or something. You had a buzzing in your ears and you felt really groggy for a second, but you kind of just pushed through it. You shake your head and, okay, all right, back to the game. All right, all right. Yeah, that was weird. Something funny with that axe. You should probably keep it. I I got this horn. I haven't done magic in a while. You're probably lucky I didn't give you a tail or something, so it could have been that. Ooh, how do I cast that? Grant tail. It's a third level I can show you. Nice. So, not that I'm good at anything. One of the things that I'm the least terrible at is a spell called Zone of Truth. So, if you guys ever want that, I could do it pretty much at any time. Oh, yeah, you should definitely do that over Skankraw. I feel like that's not necessary because truth is subjective. I get the sneaky suspicion that if you were to cast that over Skankraw, he would stop existing. He would just disappear. <laughs> 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 you stole the diamond from a concubine Of a wizard who could read your mind You got nowhere to hide Nowhere to run You stole the gold from the dwarven graves Then got yourself lost in the caves You got nowhere to hide Nowhere to run You're listening to Wisdom of Butt That's all. You and your butt, man. This is where the world ends. Not in a volcano or a glacier. Not in New York or Tokyo. But in Detroit. In a dusty, abandoned lot tucked in the shadows of skyscrapers and stadiums. The end does not come in a fireball or tidal wave, but in a gentle late summer rain. It is here that hundreds of thousands of bodies, naked and twitching, will be pulled by mysterious and inexorable forces to march in a giant circle that rotates endlessly, like a hurricane made of flesh. A single drop of water is all it takes to join them. How long will they keep walking? What happens when the circle stops spinning? A Kindle Book Award finalist, The Dead Circle and its sequel, Beneath the Snow, are available in paperback and digital download on Amazon.com. The Dead Circle by Keith Varney And now a special offer exclusively for Wisdom of One listeners. Buy The Dead Circle now for 0% off at wisdomofonepodcast.com slash buy stuff. Thanks for listening to Wisdom of One. If you enjoyed our particular brand of nonsense, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting service. We can be found online at wisdomofonepodcast.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Wisdom of One Podcast. You can email us at info at wisdomofonepodcast.com. Stay tuned for the next thrilling episode in which Dagan and Skankrock get into a petty squabble about nothing, ignore all of Sean's plot points, and most likely wind up dead.